So I found in my house, I've got a bunch of old stuff just lying about and of course things that you keep when you're a kid or if your parents keep it, but I found in a cupboard a list of things I want to achieve um, as I get older and it's pretty much a letter to myself um, from the past. I think I wrote it when, judging by the handwriting, it looks like I was about six years old. Mm. Okay. And <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You know the age you were from your handwriting? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just gets better with age and it looked pretty <laughs> scrawly. So, so I was like, hey, it's probably around and like the things I was talking about, like whatever video games were at the time, what I wanted on the list, yeah. I think I was about six. Yeah, so wasn't this list like things that you wanted to achieve? Yeah, so, so it's this almost like when you were little. It was almost like dot point nature of like, I want to do this, I want to do this. There was a lot of materialism in the thing saying, uh, you know, CDs, I want these video games, a whole list of video games, <laughs> even money, just broad terms of like, I want all this money, credit cards and stuff. And I was six. And then it gets credit even... Cards. Yeah. And it gets... You were a weird kid. <laughs> and it gets even more vindictive in the sense that like, it gets to one dot point, it's like, break up Taylor and Jack. And then break up <laughs> Amber and John. And so I, I obviously like really wanted to separate these relationships as well. Like it was just everything to I must have been jealous, yeah. Yeah, okay. This couple. You, you wanted a relationship. Yeah, yeah. With like that. Fair girl. enough, man. It's okay. So I made that list and it was everything I wanted to achieve at that time. And I thought in the spirit of Wine Back Wednesday and going back, I thought I'd write a letter to my younger self just to see tell them some advice and you know, tell them it's gonna be okay and of course, before um, we do this, Dave, you said the other day to make it sentimental and, you know, and I really have gone for that. I've gone for the sentimental, touching oh, a nerve no. in my heart. I have a feeling Really that... imparting some advice to my younger self to really get through the hard times. So Tom and I haven't heard this, I'm so we're going in nervous. blind. I'm worried. Oh, it's nice and sentimental. And of course, we'll all do a letter to ourselves in the coming weeks. Okay. All right, let's hear your letter. This is a story about grief, romance, and despair. Just kidding, everything's chill. I am actually writing you a letter to give you a few tips as you get older, little Callum. Don't stop singing, kid, for the love of God. Even get some lessons because you get really, really good at singing. Like, really good. In fact, I'll give you a whirl. <clears throat> Haven't done this in a little bit. And you have to get up early for your work, so get your license! Please! Stop making jokes to everyone that you'll get your helicopter license first! Also, kid, I noticed in your letter you seem to care about a lot of these materialistic and petty things. How many CDs you have, how many video games, the money you want, being keen on the most popular girl in school. I just wanted to tell you, life's not about... Callum, come back to bed. <laughs> Is a whipped cream o'clock already? <laughs> okay. Forget everything I said. Uh, just, you're never wrong. You're always right. Beat it, kid. <laughs> now, come here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That is whipped cream. At the end, if you couldn't tell, <laughs> I guess I really regretted taking a sip of my up and go in the middle of that. <laughs> You're listening to Davo, Tom, and Callum, the podcast. 
Yesterday we spoke about this man in China who uh, took revenge on a crab no. after it bit its daughter. Yeah. So he went and grabbed the crab and took a bite out of this crab, a live crab. It was insane. It was crazy. Yeah. Swallowed yeah. it, ended up with some parasites. He's recovered. All is well. But, yeah, yeah the crab had the last laugh. Mm. Yeah, it did kind of remind me of my dad. <laughs> All right, what has your dad done? God rest his soul. He was an absolute menace. And uh, we had this yabby, this pet yabby. I've spoken about this before (laughs) because it's honestly one of the most unhinged things that has happened You're still in recovering life. slightly. Yeah, yeah, I had this okay. pet yabby. Its name was Bluey. Um, we had it in a whole tank, like nice aquarium and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, speak to yeah. it each day, he whatever. Was well looked speak after. to the yabby. Yeah, what? You speak to your pets, yeah? Yeah, like a dog. So I don't know if I'd speak to a fish. You're a bit like Elmo, how he goes up to the fishbowl and is like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks to that little fish, but with a yabby, just the Aussie version. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one day, my dad, I found Bluey in the freezer. In a freezer bag, he had died. <laughs> he was in the freezer, frozen. And I said Jeez. to my dad, I said, Dad, what's going on with Bluey? Don't jump to conclusions. You might want to cryogenically fro- freeze him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. keep him around for even Longer. Maybe Bluey was just on the brink of death. <laughs> Dad's trying to save him, like service. Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and Dad literally just said, I'm going to eat him. Why? There's not much <laughs> meat on a yabby, right? Nah, yabbies are great, to are be they? fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought there wouldn't be much meat on them. Mm. That's a good feast. So my dad ate my pet. <laughs> my dad yeah. ate my pet. How did you go with that? Still, like, a little bit of trauma? Or? Well, I just think it's insane. I also... And why would you eat a yabby? As, as you said, it's yum, but I think it looks gross. Um, but It's like a mini lobster. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know about that. I don't that. know. Just, yeah, mixed with the <laughs> sentimental nature of it being the household pet, it's like, yabby or not, why would you eat it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, mm. this isn't the first time someone's eaten their pet. No, I, <laughs> I do have a story from... Um, my auntie and uncle invited, and they live on a farm sort of area, and they invited my parents up there, I reckon like 20 years ago or something, for a big meal, just come over for some drinks and a yep. full feast. And they get there, and when the meal's prepared, my parents are diving into this turkey that's on the table. They've been served that, and as they eat it, they're like, this is great. Yeah, like, succulent, it's juicy, beautiful turkey. Really nice. And they're eating it, but they look over at my auntie and uncle, and they're like, hey, why are they eating microwave meals, you know, why are they <laughs> feasting on all these other foods that TV isn't... dinners. Yeah, that yeah. isn't the turkey, right? My auntie uncle turn around and they're like, that's Roger, as in pet no. Roger. Pet Roger that my parents had got to know over the years. And my, for some weird moral reason, my auntie and uncle were happy to let other people feast on Roger when it was his time to go, but they didn't want to eat him. They thought that was wrong. <laughs> so they watched their pet get eaten. No. That's nuts. We Poor cannot, old Roger. We cannot be alone here. No. There has to be other people out there in Adelaide who has eaten Why do pets? I feel like I'm the one left out for not eating a pet in my (laughs) lifetime. You've got a pug at home. (laughs) (laughs) To my disgust, there are people texting in about this, about eating their pets. I thought that you guys were going to be alone. I thought I was going to call you out live on air and Mm. be like, you know what? You guys are just weird. But you know no. what? It wasn't even me that ate the pet. It wasn't me either. It was me <laughs> yeah, dad. Yeah, okay. it's relatives. It's back yeah. in the day. It's a generational thing eating nah, pets. No, no, no. It's still related. <laughs> so, yeah, we did get some texts in. There are other people out there that are eating I can't believe this. I cannot believe it. First text here says, ate me friend's pet cow.
Jeez. Yeah. Well, As you do. Yeah. Right. Got, a, got another one here. I tried to, but couldn't catch the bugger. I had a huge <laughs> duck that would fly up at me and attack me, <laughs> give me blood blisters every time I hung out of the washing. I took after him one day with the washing basket, but I couldn't get him. <laughs> Thank God for the duck. <laughs> yeah. Ducks too. He's still quacking. Yeah. This, and this last one here says, Morning, guys. When I was little, we had a fluffy little friend, Snowy the Rabbit, for Sunday dinner. Oh, no. And what made it worse was we tried to make his... <laughs> Head into something. Looking back, it's probably a little bit inappropriate. Mm. Okay, look, uh, Adelaide, <laughs> stop eating your pets. Please. Oh, my God. Leave, leave them be. Bury them in the backyard. Cremate them. <laughs> Just don't eat them. So many other options. <laughs> First rule of the Dave O'Tom and Callum podcast is you don't talk about the Dave O'Tom and Callum podcast. The second rule of the Dave O'Tom and Callum podcast is you don't talk about the Dave O'Tom and Callum podcast. Our favourite tracksuit-wearing stand-up comedian Daniel Mugleton is returning to Adelaide on Friday, November 4th for his White and Wrong tour at the Laugh Lounge. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm mid-tour. I'm, yep. I'm on the coast, the east coast. Travelled from the yuppies in Byron down to the uh, absolute animals of the Coffs Harbour region. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a scary tour to uh, read out there, White and Wrong. White and Wrong, yeah. Like, what's, what's wrong with that? Are you, are you, are you, are you troubled by ours or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't work too well with me. <laughs> so well, we can get you there. A little bit of enunciation training. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of white and wrong, to- your white and wrong tour, what can we expect from this show? Well, look, the show is about me trying to knock up my wife. It's red hot. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it a procedural thing? Is there a step by step? Like, how do you go about it? Oh, there's a little act out. Uh, if you know, you're really at a, at a you know, a, a bit of a novice. Uh, you'll probably pick up something from that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not procedural. It's, it's certainly, I think it's informative. I don't know. There's two dudes. There's two dudes on this radio. Like, I reckon you guys don't know a thing about fertility, do you? <laughs> <laughs> about well, we're not taking... No, but we know the there's, a, there's a stalk involved and yeah, it comes through the window. Oh, yeah, you gotta you got to stalk them. That's a key yeah. aspect. <laughs> so your wife's joining you on stage, is she? Uh, thank God, no. Uh, I, she 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 occasionally sits in the crowd and uh, whispers to whoever she's, she's with that the thing that I'm saying is not true. That's very important to her. Well, I'm very excited to have the potential of getting a sex ed lesson from Dan Mogadon. <laughs> As a guy with a tracksuit and a moustache, yeah. it makes it sound like you're pressing charges. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dan, we're obviously very excited for this show, of course, but you are a regular at the Adelaide Fringe. Will you be making an appearance next year? Yes, I'm back. I'm back at the Adelaide Fringe with something entirely different. Uh, the brand new show. And, and in a late night time slot, I'm really, I'm really pushing the boundaries of Adelaide. I'm, I'm only there on the weekends, and I'm only there late in the in the open air. I feel like I'm trying to avoid charges. Or something. But, <laughs> so yeah, I want your face to be seen this year. in broad daylight. God, you absolutely see- not. You'll see some creatures come out late at night at the Adelaide Fringe, that's for sure. Yeah, and that's just, you know, my fellow comedians who are just generally pretty gross to look at. But, uh, yeah, other weirder things as well. Now, Dan, I want to say as well, um, I actually went to a festival recently and as a costume get-up, I went as an Eshay and I got my double tracksuit out. It was a blue double tracksuit, added ass. And as soon as I brought it to the party, I got shit from everyone because they said, you're just trying to copy Dan Mogadon and you were going to oh. get a tag. But, hey, I want to know, how many tracks do you actually own? Are you like Superman? Do you have a closet full of them? And or 
Yeah, I've got eleven. Uh, I think maybe 11. twelve actually in the in the closet. Yeah, Someone's I, I got, done I got a lot of red. Yeah, I get I get sent them sometimes by by fans. It's actually really cool. Yeah, um, right. That no one knows my size. So Dan, for any for any of your fans listening, what size are you so they know for the future? Oh, man, this is that is the the best thing that's ever happened to me in a promotional <laughs> interview. <laughs> I can get the truth out there. I'm a medium, medium. Mm. Medium, right. medium. Except in Europe, where I'm a where I'm a large, large. I think I got I got an Italian medium, and oh boy, do I look like a terrifying uncle at a christening. It's so <laughs> tight. It is so tight. So Dan, when we uh, have someone on the show, we like to end our interviews with a question, a very important question. Have you ever heard of snog marry avoid? Now we've gone Australian comedy style, so your options are snog marry avoid, Rove McManus. Dave Husey Hughes and Fiona O'Loughlin. Oh, no, that's actually really hard because, like, I would love to marry Rove to just put him in a tracksuit. I think he'd look like a little leprechaun. That'd be <laughs> yeah. Um, a bit like Husey. I, 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 would, I would like to... I'm going to put it out there. I would like to snog Dave Hughes. Why hey. not? I want to get in. I want to kiss Husey <laughs> just because, like, he brings such intensity to everything he does. I reckon it'd be quite a ride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going for passion. I'm avoiding passion Fiona O'Loughlin. She kind of seems rude. I don't really know Fiona at all. I guess I'm just continuing that by avoiding her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I'm just thinking about passion Dave Hughes now. That's weird. That's a weird uh, image. Well, I don't well, know if I care for it. Well, Dan, we don't want to keep you from your thoughts, so we'll let you go. Dan Muggleton <laughs> will be at the Laugh Lounge this Friday. Get your tickets now at Mosh Dicks. You won't want to miss this funny bloke. Cheers, you've been an absolute legend. Thanks so much for having us, guys. Appreciate it. You're listening to Dave Tom and Callum, the podcast. So sometimes I speak with Callum and I think, wow, does this bloke actually have some insight? You know, it's great to see. And then Mm. sometimes I think, wow, this kid really misses some social cues in a spectacular (laughs) fashion. What's the the new one you've got? (laughs) (laughs) What's this week's social cue that he missed? So yesterday we had a lunch uh, function for the Sammy D Foundation. It was all very fancy, you know, sit-down meals where we got an entree, main and dessert, you know, classic function. Yeah. And it wasn't like you could choose what you wanted off the menu. It was sort of like... Alternate drop. Alternate drop, drop. yeah, absolutely. So everyone obviously reads the menu and they sort of go, oh, You'd be like, yeah, there's always one that you want more than the other, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And uh, for the entree, there was two options. There was a gorgeous salmon with uh, some sort of uh, crispy crackers. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a gorgeous cannelloni with uh, spinach and ricotta and nap sauce, like stunning. Yeah, I do love Parmesan on top. Mm. Now, as the alternate drop got placed down, Callum was unlucky enough to get the salmon. Yeah, this is also after me and Tom had a discussion because we were sitting next to each other, and I was mm. like, "What do you want more?" And he's like, "Probably the cannelloni." I'm like, "Yeah, same." Yeah, same. same. But both of but us can't have the cannelloni. One of us was going to go without the <laughs> one cannelloni. Of the, yeah, one of them would be burdened with the fish. So, obviously, we're all sitting there with our meal, and I look over, and Callum here has swapped his dish with the guy sitting next to him, our Alex, dear old producer Alex. Our dear old producer Alex got up uh, out of the kindness of his own heart to grab Callum a, a drink from the bar, I believe, mm. and uh, in that time he that the, he was gone... I think he went to the bathroom. Uh, in that time Whatever. that he was gone, you've swapped 
dishes with him and given so, him the fish and you've taken his cannelloni. Yeah, so the unfortunate thing is that it's not like a swift procedure in that you can get away with it because no, obviously Alex sat down not. and he was like, why are there two cannellonis in a row looking Three, at me and Tom? Dave, I've also got <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, so it looked a little bit odd and yes, I took Alex's cannelloni, swapped it for the fish and I did apologise. I'll tell you what. Right, so you go, Tom. Can I say... That, Callum, I fully support your decision for the swap because producer Alex has done this to me in the yes. past. <gasps> no. That's right. So I did hear this. You did say it yesterday because there was a bit of upheaval. Everyone was like, what have you done to producer Alex? Why have you taken his cannelloni, you know, the prize dish? And then Tom informs me that this actually happened to him and producer Alex isn't as nice as he seems in Ugh. the food realm. Let me throw you back to the Adelaide BMW charity ball mm. where... Producer Alex was a last-minute ring-in for you, Davo. Yes. Now, you had picked the vegetarian option for that night. I had. Alex came in and he was told, hey, you're going to have to have the vegetarian menu. And he's like, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Anyway, mains come around... What do I find myself eating? The vegetarian main. Vegetarian? And he's got my bloody meat oh meal. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's worse than the fish. As are. It was see, revenge. No, <laughs> you see, what you're doing right now, Tom, is you're enabling Callum's piss-poor behaviour. And I will <laughs> enable it the <laughs> day I die, baby. <laughs> you're going to need a bigger podcast. Davo, Tom and Callum, the podcast. This man in the UK has become a slave to his wife and... Pretty much. Jeez. It's uh, a bit it's, dark. It is, and it's one of the most hefty sort of rent-out situations I've ever heard of. He pretty much is being rented out by his wife to do labour. I mean, she saw it on a podcast, and she's like, hey, I've got a great idea. Here's about how someone else is sort of renting out their husband, sending him around to do odd jobs. Like and- the service hire a hubby. Yeah, hire a hubby, of course. Mm. But hire a hubby is just a well, name, she- right? <laughs> yeah, she's gone rent a hubby. She's renting hers Her out. actual hubby. Yeah. She's actually called the business rent my handy husband so <laughs> he must be a good bloke bit of a knockoff <laughs> isn't it yeah but this poor bloke uh he's been he's not really doing anything at home he's looking after the kids and she's like hey i know what you can do you can go out and uh, make people's flat packs and ikea flat packs you can go make tvs for cabinets for people just set up home installation basic maintenance stuff and i feel like the funny thing is when i read this article we don't hear a say from this guy. The mm. guy's name is James, and we don't hear an absolute say or anything from okay. him about the situation. So we've just heard from the wife, not James. Yes. We're not sure how he feels about being rented out. Rented out, exactly. By this business tycoon. <laughs> so I've looked at this article. Now, this this chick is renting him out for $80 a pop, yeah. £40 Jeez. a pop. $80 a pop for a bit of maintenance stuff. Yeah, like I said, TV, cabinets, installation, whatever. He's Pulling working out weeds, from, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. He's working from 9am to 8pm. Which is nuts. Six days a week. Six. So what? He's got Sunday off. I have a feeling this man's a robot. I reckon she presented him (laughs) on Shark Tank and was like, hey, this is my new business venture. The man has wires in his system. He can do anything. I have a feeling the man has rebelled and he's just having an affair now. (laughs) He's not working. (laughs) Your hands aren't even greasy. (laughs) You're listening to Davo, Tom and Callum, the podcast. Alexa. You know, it's a little, it's like a, it's like Siri, mm. right? It's or Google Home. You know, you have them in your homes and you say, like, hey, Alexa, blah, blah, blah. And it would do whatever you ask it to do, basically. Yeah. You probably set off a bunch of phones in cars just so <laughs> they said that. Surely. I hope so. But of course, yeah, it's usually very classic things like, hey, Alexa, 
I did it again. But how <laughs> how long should I cook fettuccine for? Yeah. How, how long should I cook pasta? How long should I cook a steak? How far is this shop? You know. Yeah. Or hey Alexa, what's the temperature today in Adelaide? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so many Alexas going off in the car right now. No. Yeah. You can ask it anything, and it's such a great tool and device, like just to quickly get an answer. For anything in the world. You can mm. ask it literally anything. So this one dad, he's um he's decided, you know what, I need some peace and quiet, you know, probably had probably had the scary Sundays going on. Yeah. And he's his kids are laughing and screaming and all he asked was, Alexa, how do you stop kids from laughing? Mm. Well Alexa responded with this. Alexa, how do you stop kids from laughing? According to an Alexa answers contributor, if appropriate, you could punch them in the throat. If they are writhing in pain and can't breathe, they will be less likely to laugh. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Jeez. It's that... like, oh, done deal. All right. Well, if Alexa tells me to, <laughs> it must be okay. Yeah. No. That is outrageous, Alexa. What are you doing, I mean, babe? What was Alexa thinking? Like, yeah, if you want to shut up a comedian, you just hop on, hop up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I get right in the, throat, yeah. in the Adam's apple. And I get when your kids, like, you know, they've given, you've got a, you've had a gut full of them. Mm. You're still not resorting to nah, this. Like, that is not. insane. I got kicked out of my mum's car once because I was annoying her so much. And uh, she was like, you're going to walk home. So <laughs> got kicked out of the car, started walking home and got picked up a block later. Yeah. But no, didn't, uh, didn't get she one did, straight you know to what? She didn't get the boxing gloves out, no. no. <laughs> you know what would have done you really good, though? What? Is if you actually walked home. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I get older. The Dave O'Tom and Callum podcast stays the same age. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Wrong, 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 wrong. It's a total fabrication. You're wrong. That is not the correct answer. Dave O'Tom and Callum presents You Gotta Get It Wrong on Fresh 92.7. Oh, hell yeah. It is You Gotta Get It Wrong, of course. 13 <laughs> seconds. To answer five questions incorrectly, such as, what colour is Elmo's fur? Blue. That would be incorrect, and therefore, you would be correct. And that's all you need to do to win this game. We've got a winning streak of three people right now. Yeah, let's see if we can make it four for the first time in history. See if Michelle from Albert Park can uh, add to our Hall of Fame list. Michelle, are you ready to get it wrong? Yes, hopefully I am. (laughs) All right, Michelle, I believe in you today, okay? Okay. All right. True or false? Alaska is a part of America. False. What day of the week is it? Sunday. Who won the Melbourne Cup? British. Name a planet in the polar system. Hungary. I was going to say, did you say polar I system? Did. I was meant to say solar system, but look, we ran out of time anyway. I'm so sorry, babe. <laughs> Unlucky Michelle. Well, let's see if Jack from Morfitt Vale can do a bit better and see if our my co-host Davo can do a bit better hey, this all right, time around. All right. Jack, are you ready to get it wrong, mate? Yep, I'm ready. All right. True or false, Romeo and Juliet were brother and sister? True. Name a Wineback Wednesday song. Uh, Shakira Waka Waka. Name a Toy Story character. Um, Milo. What's Tom's surname? Billy. Unlucky. I cannot hesitate. No, can I ask, is Shakira Waka Waka on your mind? Were you you playing that before? How did it come to you so quickly? I don't know where that comes from. Amazing. <laughs> Good on you, Jack. Go listen to some Shakira. 